0: What's going on? Sweat It Out is sponsored by Ice Shaker, the ultimate bottle for living an active and healthy lifestyle.
1: You see, Ice Shaker is the perfect bottle for keeping your drinks hot or cold and blending powders on the go.
0: It was created by Chris Gronkowski and invested in by Mark Cuban, so you all know it's legit. So
1: please, we encourage you guys to go check them out at IceShaker.com and use our coupon code out for $5 off your first purchase Of $25 or more.
0: If you guys know us, you know we're not here to push products that aren't going to benefit your life. If we use it, we want you guys to use it because we know it's going to bring a lot of value. And there's no better bottle than ice shaker.
1: Another thing, guys, both Josh and I, we live in Miami. And you know that's a very hot city. So it's super important for us to keep our drinks cold at all times. So for those who live in hot cities as well, you know what we're going through.
0: One more time, check them out at shaker.com and use coupon code SWEATEDOUT for $5 off your first purchase of $25 or more. Boom. If you guys are like us, you know how hard it is to find the perfect pair of workout gear. That's why we want to introduce you to 10,000. 10,000 is a no BS, no gimmick company. With no endless scrolling through indistinguishable products. We understand how overwhelming it can be to have to scroll through a mindless amount of products and colorways when you're trying to pick the perfect fit for you. 10,000 has pared back their line to just the essentials, creating a system of gear that's perfectly designed for all the ways you train. Check them out at 10,000.cc and use the code SweatItOut for 15% off your order. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. In today's episode, we have one of the best event and party planners in the entire country. You guys have definitely been to some of his events, formerly Day Glow, now known as Life in Color. He's also the owner of a Miami-based company, Blank Canvas Presents, and an owner of of club space right here in Miami. In late June, 2020, this guy announced his new venture as the head of MRG Live Southeast with a strategic partnership with his promotional company, Blank Canvas Presents. We were super excited to have this guy on, amazing guy, amazing episode. So without further ado, we'd like to welcome Eric Fuller. It's time to sweat it out with Anthony Mendez and Josh Evans. And we're live with the one and only Eric Fuller. How are you, man? What's up, brother? What's going on, guys? I'm good. I'm, I'm good. Thanks for coming in. We appreciate it.
2: Yeah, man. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for the drinks. yeah yeah
0: anytime man you know we try to uh try to take care of our our podcast guests as best we can you know
2: yeah i like it cool little office too cool studio you have i like it good vibe
0: yeah yeah we're still working on it we got a bunch of stuff we got to put up on the back walls and everything so we're we're getting there slowly but surely you know uh you know i've known you for oh maybe what like a little over a year now yep and you've had a Quite the quite the journey over the past year, uh, with a change in your job and everything. Uh, but before we kind of dive into that, why don't you you know tell the people that are going to be listening and watching on YouTube uh, a little bit about yourself, uh, you know, your history and you know event planning and and kind of how you got your started your start in that, and then we'll kind of go from there.
2: Cool, cool. Um, yeah. So I guess uh, I got I got my interest in events really in college uh like everybody else it's where you (coughs) kind of find your passion and your your groove per se so uh yeah I was attending school at the University of North Florida uh, which is in Jacksonville and um just started throwing events there and one thing led to another and you know studying business you you know kind of was able to I was I was able to put you know those two things together and kind of make something out of it so Started with, uh, you know, small, like, college events and, um, you know, booking DJs and artists. And then um, also at that time, we started this, this party called Dayglo, which was... Epic. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> yeah.
0: Epic. I remember one at Syracuse. That? A little yeah. shit show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: so, um, yeah, started with that with that concept. And one thing led to another and really made a business out of it. And, Yeah. Here I am today.
0: What made you, you know, when you were throwing parties at, at North Florida and, you know, you started conceptualizing, you know, something a little bigger than, you know, just the local college party, like what made you come up with the idea to, you know, have a bunch of college kids throw a bunch of paint around?
2: Yeah. So the, really the, the concept originated at Florida State University. Um, Of course it did. Yeah. Which is is fitting party party nation. Yeah. So there is a fraternity there that was organizing. It was really like a private event, but my roommate at the time, this guy, Kyle head, he kept talking about, you know, there's this epic paint party. Like you should bring it here to Jacksonville. So I reached out to those guys, um, guy by the name of David Turk. And I said, Hey, look like mainly I just want to shut my roommate up, but let's, let's, let's bring the party here. It looks like a good time. So we did, I paid him a couple hundred bucks. He came over, brought a bunch of pain and I guess kind of the rest is history. That's crazy. So what would you really say is, is the thing,
1: you know, knowing that there's so many different parties and events going on, what was that thing that really separated you guys from the rest and really made you guys stand out amongst all parties um, you know, and, and events going on out there. Like what was that thing that just really made you guys pop?
2: Um, well, it's, a, it's important to know that there's, um, there's, um, there's a few, there's other people obviously, you know, behind the brand, but I think what really made, made it pop was just like, it was so outside of the box. Um, so there was a, there's a group of guys at Florida state who, attended my event, my Deglo event, and they were they were they're from Miami. Um go figure. Yeah. <laughs> this guy Sebastian Solano, um, Paul Campbell, and then and then Lucas and then his twin brother Patrick, which you guys all know. So they were the ones that really had this idea to take the party and bring it on like a mass scale. Like Sebastian was really into uh this brand uh sensation. So he kinda looked at the event as like Okay, here's a concept. There's the business of sensation white. We can duplicate this all over the all over the state, and then from the state, it led to you know venturing out into different cities, and then eventually, you know, we went from other states to really all over the world. Um, so I think that what made it pop was just thinking outside of the box, like not really having any boundaries per se. You know, it was just a all in production. We were booking, you know, artists and music that were kind of new to a lot of people, which for a lot of people outside of South Florida, electronic music was not as relevant. It wasn't as popular. So I think that, you know, just that, that overall, there was no limitations on it. And I think that's what, what, what made it pop eventually. So
1: I truly love that. I, I love everything you said and, and, you know, what made that pop. So I think we can all agree here that with every success comes problems and failures along the way. I would definitely love to hear about some of those obstacles that you faced throughout this, you know, successful journey or successful result that you got out of the journey you created, Um, especially for our listeners today who, you know, might be struggling with certain things, especially being entrepreneurs. You know, how was that for you and how did you overcome those issues to be able to create that success?
2: Uh, That's a great question. Um, Look, I think anybody who is starting a business, um, you're going to have some adversity. Uh, It's hard to say. Like, I couldn't pinpoint one thing other than, you know, surround yourself with good people and just know that something is probably going to happen. When it does, it's really important to just, Stay calm, take a step back, and, and figure it out. It's really nothing more than a problem. And What do you do with problems? You solve them. So I would say, yeah, that, that's my, my best advice is just you know take it step by step. Don't overreact. A lot of people tend to – I've learned that in my career. A lot of people tend to react really quickly, and, and they make like a knee-jerk reaction, and sometimes that can make the problem even worse. Um, I know with Life in Color – like for example, um, with Life in Color, it used to be called Dayglow yeah. and you know the the backstory to that was there's was actually a paint company that the actual paint called Dayglow and they had been in business since wow, I don't know the '60s. So we were selling paint with the Dayglow brand on it, which we had the trademark to. So. We later got a letter from their attorney saying like, listen, you guys have been violating our trademark, the Day Globe paint brand, you know, and we consulted with our attorneys and they're like, look, you're, you need to change your name. So, um, you know, that's a perfect example of business is going great. We're hitting on all cylinders. We couldn't keep up with growth. And then, bam, here's this situation. And I remember, you know, some of us thought like this is the end. You know, some of us thought, like, this is a great opportunity. So everyone had a different perspective on it, but um, it was a problem, and we solved it, and we, we actually used that to pivot into a new name, Life in Color, which, you know, ter- turned out to be a perfect name and turned into a, you know, I went to a few of those. Yeah,
0: it turned into a phenomenal brand. Yeah, they're, so. they're crazy. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, I think that for people that are listening is just, look, like, take it easy, calm down, take a few breaths. You know, if you have mentors, tap into them. Um, but don't don't make a knee jerk reaction unless you you absolutely have to do that. Love that advice.
0: And how how was the rebranding when you when you switch the name from Dayglow to to Life and Color? Because you know, even at the time, Dayglow was, was big. You know everyone yeah, everyone knew what Dayglow was, especially in the college scene. Yeah. You know, so how how easy or difficult was it for you guys to you know pick up that traction again, having you know shift shifted in a different direction with with the branding that you had to go with based on, you know, the circumstances you were given?
2: Um, I mean, it was definitely, well, first of all, we had a guy, one of the founders, Lucas, the, the twin brother to Patrick. He was just a marketing genius. He still is. Um, the kid comes up with some of the greatest ideas. So he really, I think we put a lot of faith into him, but, you know, it wasn't, I think the takeaway was, like, we took the negative and flip that into a positive. So we said that, you know, we used to have a, a, a tour concept for every for every tour. So it would be like Daglo presents the blue tour or Daglo presents whatever in 3D just as an example. So what we did is we said Daglo the life in color tour. And then the following tour, we put out a, you know, a bunch of press about we're rebranding the name and then people were a little more familiar with the name life in color at that point. So Um, you know, I think I would say, you know, looking back on it, it felt like a really difficult process and it felt like, you know, oh my God, this is the end of the world. But in reality, we had the momentum and it it worked out okay.
0: How, how was it for you specifically, you know, going to these, these events that you guys were throwing and, and, you know, seeing how many people were enjoying them and, you know what what kind of emotions went through you know your mind at maybe like the first life in color after you guys rebranded it and you know you're seeing I mean I've been to a couple of them and there's you know 20, 30, 40,000 people there's That's a true. lot a lot of people you know
2: yeah um well I th- it's obviously it's been you know over a year since i've I've been with the company i you know none of the original. Uh, our original team is a part of the company anymore. So I, I really don't even know what, what's going on with the brand today. But I I think it was really, um, you're like in the heat of it all and things are moving so fast. But there are definitely nights where, you know, we would you'd step back and you say like, wow, like we created something. And, and seeing the reactions from people all over the world, like that was one of my favorite parts of it was I could go to, you know, china i could go to paraguay miami los angeles and the reaction was always the same um people were having a great time it was a a chance for them to kind of you know escape reality for a moment and i think that's something i i really enjoyed more than anything was just you know it'd be two o'clock in the morning or one at night we're almost done with the show and you can kind of relax at that point like you made your money everyone's safe it's almost over and you can just, there's like a moment of, uh, and you can just feel the weight come off of your body. Um, and that's when you start to notice and appreciate the thing. So I think that was probably it is, um, you know, seeing people really just from all different cultures really enjoy it. I love that you brought that up because um,
1: it, it's one of those things where, you know, me and Josh talk about before it's like, especially Josh knows I'm a huge believer in, in making your dreams come true and, and creating that vision for yourself and, you know, me and Josh have these conversations and I just want to know from that experience of you creating this, a dream for yourself, something that, you know, a lot of people have difficulty in, in being able to do something that they've always wanted to do in their life due to, you know, whether it's past experiences or family telling them something or friends or their situation, you know, what's your biggest piece of advice for those people, you know, about going after their dreams? You know, what would you tell them, you know, right now that they should be doing so they can go out there and live that so they don't live in, in at the end of their life in regret?
2: Yeah, I mean, that's a. You know, there's so many deep layers to that question. I, uh, yeah. Um, well, I think <laughs> the way you ended that question is really should be the motivation is like, listen, we're not here for, you know, an infinite amount of time. I think COVID's kind of reminded us all of how fragile things are. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I think that that should be motivation enough. It it, it wasn't for me early on, um, but I do think that it's really important to just be completely like honest with yourself. Like, understand who you are as a person. Are you an inherent risk taker? Um, are you a little more conservative? I think that's just, and I why I say that because I think it'll help you frame kind of what's coming for you Um, and look it's not for everybody but I always say that if I do my homework so I look at the the concept or the vision or the business and I I do my homework I really dive in and and then I look at some of the like non-tangible things which what what's going on in my gut like how do I feel about it in my heart and if that stays in my head for you know a period of time I go for it I don't let fear stop me from my intuition and my homework. So I think, you know, the takeaway from that is just understand what type of person you are. Um, do the homework. And if it's there in your gut and your heart and, and the homework makes sense, go go get it. And, and I think one thing to note, it's really important. And you've probably heard this from a lot of different, you know, entrepreneurs and businessmen and women is, it's not going to happen overnight. You know, I think that's one thing that people get deterred. They don't know how to start. And I think that like what you guys are doing right now is a perfect example. Like I'm sure there's an end goal here. Maybe there's not, it looks like you're really enjoying this, which is, you know, why you're doing it, but you got to take the first step. You got to start. You have to say like, okay, here's the end goal or here's what I think the end goal is going to be, because that's another thing. You never know what, how it's going to end. That's true. It's um, so always
0: always different than what you thought.
2: Yeah, so just take the first step, you know, like write the business plan, okay? Am I selling something? Go sell something. Um, am I building a product? Design the product. Like you can kind of drag out a million little things that you can do and, and start there. I love that you brought up about, you know, knowing that, um, you know, things Things
1: can shift along the way, you know, me and, me and Josh have talked about, you know, our different situations and, you know, even even then knowing that this is our end goal, that people need to understand that, you know, you can have your vision, you might think that your path is going this way, but it might take you another way, just remember to keep your eye on that vision. So it doesn't really matter necessarily how it's going to take you, life is going to maneuver you through it, but just remember to always keep fighting for that goal, Yeah, you know, because you will get there. Um, Another quick thing out of your core group that started um, with Day Life in Color, who was the biggest risk taker? Who was the more conservative ones?
2: Uh, No doubt Sebastian was the risk taker for sure. I mean, he was really the, I mean, it's cool how life works, but, you know, he was definitely the guy that was like, we got to go bigger. We got to do this. We got to put more production. I was definitely more on the conservative side where i'd say okay well like let's put a budget together where he would just be like okay we'll figure that out later it <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. sounds like, <laughs> yeah, that sounds like that's,
0: that yeah sounds like he's like yeah we'll do it we'll do it i'm like no no no, man like but there's a plan <laughs> yeah there's a plan that we got to make and, and i'm follow. always
1: like bro yeah. the, this this is where we've
2: got to be this is yeah. what i'm picturing yeah. <laughs> I'm
0: like all right let me try to figure out the fucking 500 <laughs> steps it's going to take us to get through this
2: yeah i think paul i mean paul campbell you guys might know him he's you know, he knows everybody in South Florida, but he's, um, you know, he was, he's also a bit of a risk taker where, um, he he was, he was more in depth. Like he would, you could have a, you could spend hours talking with him about 20 different situations that guaranteed you weren't thinking about any of them. Um, so I would say, yeah, it was, it was definitely Sebastian. He was, he was, you know, he was the perfect guy for, for the company because, the brand because he, he had the balls to, to, to do these things that we were like, weren't even on our mind. (laughs) So,
0: yeah. I think that that's super important though for any successful company, right? Is that you, you know, whether it's the people that are owning the business together or the team that you put around you is, you know, finding those people that share up your weaknesses and and you share up their weaknesses, you know, like we were just mentioning Anthony.
2: Who's the risk taker of you two, uh, you guys he kind of laughed at that. Moment. He
0: definitely. Yeah, he definitely, I would say, you know, is more willing to, you know, right out the bat, just kind of jump into something and say, yeah. OK, I'll figure it out <laughs> on the fly. Whereas I'm like, OK, but let me, you know, take a month and then plan it through. And then, yeah, no, nah, I can't do that. Like, all right, let me yeah. see I'm one of
1: those. I'm just like, I have this whole thing now where I'm like, instead of ready, set, go, I'm like, go set
2: ready. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, and I'm just like one of those two, like sell it before you create it.
1: Yeah, I mean, so, some,
2: <laughs> create look, some people are that way. <laughs> I, I, I think it goes back to what I said earlier. Understand who you are as a person. Like for sure. That, if that works for you, great. I, I mean, I've seen a lot of people with that mindset make it, and I've seen them f- fail as well. Uh, and then I've seen the calculated ones make it and fail. So I I, I don't know what the verdict is on that, like what's better, but I, I'm i a big believer in balance so it sounds like you know you guys kind of balance each other out
0: yeah quite a bit actually <laughs> quite a bit more than uh that's more cool. than i think most people understand yeah <laughs> you know that's cool. so it's always like a a little game of tug of war between us you know like yeah okay we got to do you know he wants to do 50 <laughs> different things i'm like okay great but like we got to do this one first and then we got to work and then now that'll, that'll connect here and then that'll connect here so i kind of let him be like the visionary and then I, yeah. i'm just kind of like the chess master trying to move things around. hey
2: that's that's good. I mean it that's a great We, we make it a it winning up. formula.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean I think my I think my ten years, you know, working in athletics like super process oriented. Everything's yeah. on a schedule on a timetable and you know, he kinda took a, a little alternative route to get to where we're both at today. So it's it's been interesting, you know, working with Anthony. I mean, I've known him six years yeah. now, you know, so yeah. Like the back of my hand, I can close my eyes and I know what he's going to say. Right.
2: <laughs> it's good. I mean, that's that's a wonderful type of relationship to have when you can, you know, finish each other's sentences or and also, you know, be able to challenge one another and not be offended by it. I think that's also really cool. Especially nowadays, right? I feel like everyone's
0: yeah. always offended about everything.
2: Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. Um, I would agree with that statement. It, <laughs> everyone seems to... Again back to what I said earlier knee-jerk reaction is never a good thing um it's different if you're like in the middle of a street fight react but for the rest of it calm down
1: it's like I always say you know don't let the emotion feed into whatever decision you're gonna be making yeah you know you gotta you gotta sit back for a sec you know let those emotions settle down and then make the your make your true intentional decision that you would make from your morals
2: yeah yeah I would agree with that 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 can um, that can leak into the process and not always be a good thing
1: so I, I want to bring up I know that you had mentioned at the beginning you know and kind of talking about you know the differences and how we ha- how we make it work and stuff like that I know you said you know having your core group of friends or who you sur- surround yourself with is highly important we talk about that all the time as well yeah how was it that you guys got together? How is it that you knew that you guys were a fit and this was like the team? Like, how did that happen? You know, how did you guys meet? And 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 from there, how did that how did that come into fruition?
2: Um. So I was, like I said, I, I was I brought these kids from this fraternity. Um. I was probably a year into it doing parties before really anyone else was, aside from this one at Florida State. Um, the, the one at the fraternity. So I started booking Sebastian's brother, David, um, David Solano, who's a producer, DJ. Epic. He, did, yeah, he doesn't, I don't think he, he doesn't produce much anymore, but um, I was booking him for my parties and that's how I built the relationship um, was really through that. Um, and then I, you know, they started doing shows. I, I don't even know where, like other places outside of, Jacksonville and mine was just getting bigger and bigger we hit like you know and I had a business partner as well uh, this guy named Evan um, and I think at one point we hit like 2,000 tickets which is incredible at wow. that time so I was building a relationship with with the Sebastian you know over over this over this period and um, I actually right when I graduated I I moved to Europe so I was flying home once a quarter to do my parties and then I'd, you know, put my money in my bank account and I'd go back to Europe. Um, and when I was there, I I was like, this party can happen in, in, in Spain. Like, I should do this. So I, I actually found a warehouse and had a venue and I reached out to, I remember the phone call, I called Sebastian. I'm like, hey, I'm going to do this party in, in Europe. And he was like, man, things are blowing up over here. Like, don't, like, I have a plan, I have a vision for that come back here to the US and, and let's just all work together. Um like join the team, like let's do this. So I really didn't think much more of it. I think like literally in the next two days I booked a plane ticket home and moved to South Florida and uh and just dove right in. And just that was it. It's crazy how things happen, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: A pinch poke you owe me a coke. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, you know, I mean from the early days of Day Glow and, and Life in Color to, you know, now doing huge parties down here in, in Miami, you know, with huge, massive DJs like Chami and, you know, Tiesto, David Guetta, all these guys, like, did you, when you guys were starting out, did you see, you know, I mean, I know it's a, a different company now, like per, doing all the promotion work and, and event planning uh, for the for the parties that we have down here, but did you personally see yourself, like, you know, getting to this point? Did you have that vision? If not, like, what, what was the vision that you had originally? Um, to
2: be honest, no, I, I didn't. Um, I always wanted to be successful. I've always been an entrepreneur. I had started a website in college, a book trading website. Um, and, you know, I had my own company and, and while I was in school, the promotional company. And So I, I always knew, like, at the end of the day, I wanted to, to be successful i just didn't really know what that lo- was going to look like um but no i just i just kind of like took it day by day you know it just kind of all happened and i worked really hard and one day you look up and you're like wow okay there's this opportunity there's that opportunity and in a way you you kind of feel like you have accomplished something so it, it yeah it just it just happened <laughs> Through a lot of hard work and and uh, yeah, I, I can't say for I had like an exact, you know, by the time I'm X years old, I want this to happen. It just just went after it, and
0: it, and it all worked out. I mean, it goes back to what you were talking about, you know, with preparation. You know, in in the age of social media, everyone thinks that you know you can just become an overnight success, but yeah, but no one really looks at all the hard work and all the planning and all of the, you know, the late nights and lack of sleep. And Oh yeah. Is there something that, you know, you could tell for to the people who are listening, like if they are kind of going through and having the struggles of like, man, this is a lot of work. This is, you know, I don't know if I can continue down this path, but I know I have something good. Is there like a piece of advice that you can give our listeners to like, you know, keep them motivated, keep them going, you know, through the tough times?
2: Yeah, again, it. it I, I don't know the exact
0: situation, but
2: it, I'm I'm a big fan of pausing and evaluating. So, if you're in a situation where you have a, a company or a product and it's moving, um, and you feel like you need some help, pause and figure that out. Um, I I don't, you know, I couldn't say an exact solution to that other than there's a lot of whether it's bringing on, you know, a partner or a strategic partner, or maybe you're you have a great product that just you can't seem to get the cost license it. There's you know, and I I think that's what's really cool about today. Like looking back at when I was in school, Facebook was just there. Like we didn't have podcasts that you could listen to things like if they, I didn't know they existed. There were books. I wasn't. I'm in college, like I'm reading what I have to read and I'm, that's it. I'm partying and I'm going after my business. Like that's, that's what was in my, my mind. So I think one cool positive of social media is that there's guys like you that are out here, you know, putting out content that kids can relate to and they can, they can easily watch it on their phone or listen to while they're walking. Um, I have a little brother. He's what, 20 years old. So
0: my sister's 22,
2: so it's, it's crazy, but this, like he stays with me almost every, he didn't this summer cause of COVID, but he always stays with me. And, um, I'm just like blown away at his maturity and, and the way he eats, he works out every day. Um, he makes straight A's like the complete opposite of what, I. but I, I'm like, what are, you, what are you, what are you doing with your phone? He's on YouTube watching, you know, motivational speakers, successful businessmen and women, and that's that was not there for me at that age. So I think that's what's cool is that, you know, there are these, just feels like infinite resources out there that you can tap into. So there's, if you have a problem, to people that are listening, there's probably somebody out there who's been through it. Reach out to them. Don't be afraid to ask. Um, that's, you know, your answer might lie in their in their answer.
1: I love that you brought that up about, you know, resources. I I know we can all agree on, you know, us growing up as well. You know, we didn't have these entrepreneurs and speakers and, you know, influential people during our time. You know, when we were in high school or in college, you know, sharing this kind of information, at least not in the masses, the way it's being shared now. You know, you you had your, you know, you had your your few known ones that you knew about, one or two or three, and that was it. But, you know. To go see them, you have to pay a ton of money at a seminar or something like that. Yeah. Um, so kind of jumping off that a little bit I want I, and, and kind of talking about how you kept saying about you're the type of person who something happens, you take a step back, you analyze. I think we can all agree on that. There's been a lot of that going on right now. Um, And I want to kind of have your, I want to know your opinion on on the event space and the parting space, Or a lot of these brands and companies have had to step back, probably are currently figuring out or have been, or have figured out um, what they need to do during a situation like this that we're going through. What are your thoughts about that? And where do you see the event space and party space moving forward during this time and after?
2: Um... I don't think, I mean, I think it's really a waiting game, unfortunately. I think a lot of brands, like especially the bigger brands, they have the means, the resources to produce content to kind of keep you engaged. Um, There's several brands I can fire off that are doing like, you know, these virtual streams and stuff like that. I mean, we do it at Space, you know. It feels like every other week there's a new... DJ that we're, we're live streaming and stuff. yeah I try
0: to I try to watch most of them they're always great yeah that's
2: great. that's all Coloma he's a he's a brilliant young man but um yeah so I, I I don't really know man I think that three weeks ago I would have said you know New Year's Eve we'll all be partying but today that's I, I doubt it so I think that what's going to happen unfortunately there's going to be a lot of companies and venues and Promoters that unfortunately don't make it out of this, I think the 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 smart ones and the well ones that are well capitalized will, um, and I do think that when we are able to open again, uh, that I, I do think it's gonna kind of take off pretty quickly because I don't know about you guys, but sitting around for a year, it's pretty crazy. It's crazy, yeah, and man. It, if someone were to throw an event, someone did throw an event recently. Uh, these guys did one in a base camp and it did well. Like there's, yeah, it's that, packed. Yeah. It's th- packed. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I don't want to be, I did not want to be the first, I didn't want to test the market on that. I, I
0: probably, probably the responsible yeah. way to go about it.
2: Yeah. And it, it, it's a little it, more conservative. Way. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely more conservative <laughs> for sure. But I also, I just felt like, you know, I'm, There were so many unknowns with this virus, and there still are. I agree. You know, we, you got to look at kind of like the timeline of events. Like we, we we went into lockdown, right, and the cases drop. We open back up, the cases start going. So there's always there's like a two week lag. You open, cases, and there's another lag with deaths, and you're you're starting to see that trend now. And I, I felt that way a month ago. Um, so I was like, listen, I don't want to be that guy that opens up and not that there's anything wrong with the people who did. That's, that's their decision, right? We're grown adults. You want to throw a party, you want to go to a party that's on you. Like if you're not, mm. if you don't know what's going on in the world and I don't know what to tell you, but I, I did not want to be one of those event per- producers, promoters that was a part of that problem. So I just decided to, to take a step back and I'm going to st- keep it that way until you know i feel it's the right time
1: i think we can truly say that we probably won't really know some kind of sense of direction until after the elections yeah yeah kind of knowing where everything's going to start
2: yeah that's a big factor too i mean look election years are always kind of chaotic for the markets and for for real estate and all that stuff exactly stocks yep so with with covid it just makes it even more chaotic yeah, I,
0: I would agree with you on that. I mean, during these chaotic times, though, you know, Anthony and I talk about as a brand, right, always trying to bring more value or, you know, when when situations change and, and you're not on your normal schedule, you know, like trying to find ways to keep your community engaged. And, you know, you mentioned space and doing the live streams, but even something like, you know, 420 Yoga, those live streams, you know, people love stuff like that. Yeah, you know, i I always saw, you know, when you guys started that over at Space, that like, you know, that was an amazing way to kind of bring the community together in a different way that you know doesn't involve like, you know, being there at twelve in the afternoon after after a long night, you know. So, what? How much value do you? Personally, you know, and with the companies that you work with, do you put on like, you know, trying to find these other avenues to keep everyone together, you know, because it, when you talk about branding and you talk about the communities within branding, it really is about, you know, everyone interacting together and everyone yeah. feeling like they're a part of something bigger than themselves. So, you know, can you kind of touch upon like, you know, why you guys, one, maybe thought that that was a good idea because it absolutely was, everyone loves it, um, but also, like, why is it so important to try to find these alternative avenues to keep people engaged?
2: Well, I think that, I think that it's really, at this point, you know, again, things are constantly changing. Every feels like week, every day. Yeah. But I, I do think it is, it's about keeping the heartbeat of your brand. So we can't control COVID. Right. But what we can control are the content. We can control the content that we're putting out. We can control the merchandise that we're selling. These are like little moments that people can kind of connect with and it brings them back to maybe it is a 7 a.m. morning at Space. Like it gives them that feeling again. Right. Um, So, you know, I think that stuff like yoga, um the the pet adoption days that you know we've done over the years I think those were really obviously great PR they're great ways to connect with the community but they're also like a great way to just soften your brand and diversify it a little bit so I think we're in that spirit that's you know we're going to continue on on that path of doing things that follow that that trend that we've already kind of established I, re- I
1: really love that you mentioned, um, you know, kind of pretty much controlling what you can control. Yeah, you know, and I, I, I'm a huge believer on that, and I feel like a lot of people definitely need to hear that over and over again because, you know, many times, you know, and and even ourselves, you know, there's times where you want to control certain things that are uncontrollable. Yeah, and um, you need to realize where you need to put your energy and focus into. And it's what are you capable of controlling of? And you're always capable of controlling your own decisions and your own self, your own business. And that's where you got to put your focus in and and just block out the other distractions and really, really dim down into that main important thing to really see the success come out of it. And, And as well, just knowing that by you doing that and putting that energy into what you can control it's just gonna make you a better individual. It's gonna make your business better. It's gonna make anything else that you're doing just that much better. And your your focus is in a, is in a positive state, um, and not in a state of something where typically if you're trying to control something that th- that's uncontrollable, it's probably something that you're not gonna be able to do, and it's gonna actually just you know shift the way you're thinking of things in a negative way.
2: Yeah, I mean, what 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 you consume is really important and what you focus on is really important. I, you know, say this to my wife all the time. Like I'm, I'm manifesting this. I'm manifesting that. I'm, it's a kind of a common term right now. A law of attraction. Manifest, but it's, it's a real thing. Like if you start thinking about whatever it is you're thinking about, you're more than likely going to take some action on that. So whether that's a business Um, whether that's negative energy you know if you're consuming some of the content that's out on twitter or i shouldn't call it content but some of the things that are happening in the media right now i'll we'll use the the karens as an example right that that's this word that's by the way i love
0: that they call them karens it's like the perfect it's like the (laughs) perfect (laughs) name for for exactly the type of people
2: the, the 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 terrible thing is my mother-in-law, her name's Karen. Oh, no. Sweetest <laughs> woman in the world. So I, I feel bad for her. But, like, just as an example, if you're watching that type of stuff all day and that, for, for some reason, resonates with you, you go out to the store, you might react the same way. Mm. Um, so I think it's really important to kind of recognize, like, what are you consuming and what are you, what are the thoughts in your head because they do lead to, to action. So, um yeah, it's important to note that. Love it.
0: Yeah, there's uh, there's always positives and negatives to like meme culture, you know.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's it's super accessible right now. now you got TikTok going crazy, for now. You know, I for I, now for now I don't. Yeah, for now. Apparently they're gonna ban it. I I don't have TikTok. I don't. I got rid it. of mine. Yeah, I don't want it. I think it's cool if you use it. It's all good. Not my cup of tea. Um, but I don't really know
0: much about TikTok. Yeah, I I try to get my twenty year old sister to teach me, and I, she didn't even know. I'm like I have it. How, there, what are you What do you
1: doing? I don't. I'm not a consistent. But I just have it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I can I can
2: barely keep up with Instagram. I have Twitter. I don't really use it a whole lot. Um, like I I must tweet like maybe ten times a year, and I'm usually retweeting something. Um, and then Facebook, I just yeah, I try to stay off of that entirely. Oh uh, yeah, I feel like Facebook is
0: like. Oh you yeah. Know, yeah. It's I'm, like. It's like hardcover books now, you know, it's like nah. Come
2: on. I'm on it and I'm off it quickly. Yeah.
1: Right? So yeah. so now that we touched upon the, the social media topic, how how would you say from your events and your parties, how much how much effect would you say that especially I know that Instagram was hot during that? Well, starting to get, get really hot during that time. How much effect would you say that social media did to help push and drive promotion? to those parties and events.
2: I say it all the time, Facebook, if it weren't for Facebook, I don't know if I would have been able to eat through college. <laughs> I mean, it was like again, right? I remember like logging in for the first time, but to answer your question directly, it's had a huge impact. Um, especially early on when you could advertise for free. You know, well, not really, these but these I, algorithms weren't fucking people. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we would literally send. I had a formula that worked for like a year and a half, and I'm not even kidding to the T. I could tell you the range of like tonight. I'm going to have 600 to 800 people at my event. I'm going to have 200 to 300, and it had it had all to do with the number of invites, how many people were confirmed. It really was Just like legit data. is not even nothing algorithm. Yeah, but legit. It, it was, dude, it was everything. It had a huge impact. Also, you know, that was a time when videos weren't really popular. That's right. So we were making these incredible videos that would just go super viral, and they didn't cost us a dime. Like, there were some events where we would sell it out before we even spent a dollar on marketing because of the video. That's crazy. Which we made in-house for nothing. So, I, like, I remember we did a show at the University of Massachusetts, UMass. By the way, that... School is crazy party town. That's what I've heard. I've heard you um, masses. Zoo Mass is, is what they call it. <laughs> They're animals. These kids, but we worked with the university. Um, we rented their arena and we sold. We, you know, we did. We did. We were only supposed to do one night. We sold it out. We crashed their website and <laughs> sold out a second night. You crashed somebody's website. We, literally. AM. I remember the guy. The guy's named Jr. He was like the venue manager. He's like, the website. It's not working. I'm like, what's going on? Like why. Are Next Making too know, much money. It's, <laughs> it's a good problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was back online. The events had, every ticket had sold out. It, it was nuts. So we put up it a, another night and we sold out two nights. So yeah, Facebook early on was, man, it, so it paid my bills. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so where would you say, just with the advancement of everything's going, how would you say that social media plays a role? Or how, how has that role changed in today's, you know, you know before even COVID, but, in the recent year of 2019, 2020, how would you say that's changed from those early days on with the early Facebook and Instagram days?
2: Um, It's definitely obviously more expensive now. Um, But I think it's just elevated. It's elevated your, your marketing, like the content that you put out, the design. Um, I think it's made everybody kind of have to step it up a notch. So,
0: Definitely got to work harder. Yeah. You're talking to the content king over here.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of noise out there. So, But I also think it's a great opportunity to really, I mean, think about it. Like like I'm reading a book right now, uh, Bill Graham, The Life of Bill Graham, which he was pretty much like the guy that invented, well, he didn't invent it, but he was the staple promoter, right? Like this guy was booking Hendrix, you know, Janice Joplin, all these amazing artists back Legends. when they wow. were just coming up. Yeah, he's the uh started the filmmore on so he's the, like the pinnacle of promoting. He started
0: the filmmore on the beach here? No, no. Oh.
2: In in the West Coast. Okay. Yeah. And then he started one in New York. But he's like, you know, he's the goat. So I'm reading a book and um I'm reading a book about, about you know, his life, but um it's just, you know, it was it was a lot easier. I guess, well, not not a lot easier, but comparing myself to that period of time, like, Bill Graham couldn't respond to a fan in two minutes with a question, right? Like, I can't blast out 60,000 invites with a click of a button or pay $200 and get X number of impressions. So I think it's a great opportunity for people who are, Building companies, have companies to really connect with their audience and just do it in a, you know, you can do it instantly. Where this guy, you know, Bill, he, if you had a question, what are you going to do? Call, are you going to call. You, that yeah, a
0: landline. Call. I always call. see Ro- oh, the rotary phones back then.
2: Yeah. You, you go down to the Fillmore, knock on the door, you make a phone call. If someone's there, they pick up. Maybe so, uh, you know, you, Look, with all the with all the craziness that is going on with social media, there's still a lot of, you know, upside, a lot of upside. I
1: always say that those guys back then who were in having to promote market brand, those guys were savages, you know, because it was hard, you know, and 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 I think sometimes too we we forget the resources that we have today. And I know we were talking about, you know, young kids now having all these resources to these entrepreneurs and, yep. you know, there's more and more of that every day more accessibility to that every day where back then like even then back when us when it when social media was at its infancy it was even hard so imagine back in the 70s in the 60s you're putting out like flyers like
0: newspaper dude, newspaper that's clicking. hustle man that was that's even in,
2: that was even in the, you know when i was in college that that's how i used to promote look I when i started doing this facebook was just coming out it wasn't especially early on it was, was like like oh seven 07 or 8. Yeah, it was not even a part of my marketing. It just, when they launched the event platform and created events, that's when I took advantage of it. But I would literally walk around with 10,000, 20,000 flyers, and I would go up to people, introduce myself, tell them about the party, and and, and that was it. And they would come. And I would put you know, we'd print 20,000 flyers, 10,000 to 20,000 a week. I'd drive down, pick them up, and I'd go around my campus and I'd pass them out. And... It worked, you know, I mean, it was, it was a lot more difficult. It would take me, you know, 10 hours a week versus, you know, I could get online and do it in 30 minutes, but there was also a human connection. I made a lot of relationships to that through that and met a lot of people They're like, Hey, I recognize you, you re- whatever. So uh, I'm glad I got it. I feel like I got a taste of both of it. For Sure. Which I, I think
1: I'm, it's, I think it's important that you mentioned that, especially to all the listeners, because, you know, sometimes it's easy to get distracted in the sense of only seeing the, the the success of that individual and the spotlight and and all the people they're hanging out with and all the stuff that they've been able to accomplish. Yet, sometimes they don't hear or see the stories like this where yeah. you started from the bottom. Yeah, you, know, the you started bottom. with handing out shit, you know, to work your way up one day to be able to have the things you have. And I think that's the amazing part of of what I've, I love when I'm, me and Josh talk about hearing these different stories about our our guest speakers that come on here and share a lot of these um, you know moments of hustle and grind and failures and obstacles that took them to where they are today and just it's that never give up you know and and learning along the way process that really really defines you and gets you there one day. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a that sweat equity, right? And uh, I think a lot of people because of the the times that we live in with social media, right. It's like they forget that in that process of really putting in like the nitty gritty work that yeah. you do make those connections that, you know, later on, even if it's, you know, five, 10 years from now, really come full circle, you know, and allow you to kind of, uh, or, you know, fully expand whatever you're doing. Um, I know that's, you know, that's how we met at Equinox. Like, uh, you know, he was in Coral Gables and I, w- I was on South beach. I would have never. You know, if it weren't for social media and like the fact that we had to to work together at certain times, like I, I would have never engaged with him. You yeah. know, and then this would have never happened.
1: Yeah. Yeah, the, the the I don't even know if Josh liked me before. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding.
0: Nah, you were telling me to post fucking 15 second videos on Instagram. I was yeah, like, was. you're insane, yeah, dude. He told me, he's you're like, nah, insane. Dude. I'm like, nah, he's dude. Like, I'm here
2: He's like, I don't have time for that. He's f- like, 15 second. You were telling him to po- put what?
0: It was like when you when Instagram first came out with uh, we we've told the story. F- sorry for everyone who's listening for the 80th time. <laughs> um, you know. This one, like, Instagram came out with, like, 15-second videos. And I went down to Coral Gables, like, to take a class or to work out. And him and another uh, kid that worked there at the time were, were like, recording themselves working out. And I was like, what are you guys doing? Like, you guys look like idiots over here. (laughs) And he's like, "Oh no, man! I'm telling you, like, this is gonna be huge. Like, they just came out with this feature for Instagram, like, 15 second videos. What you got to do is like, film your stuff. You <laughs> edit it on this thing called iMovie. I'm like, iMovie? Like, I don't know what that is. Like, I, I have like Microsoft Office on my computer. This
1: is even basic. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and he's like, nah man, this is gonna be huge. It's gonna be huge. I'm like, "You are a fucking retard if yeah. you think that that's really how how this is gonna go in the future. And now, you know what? Se- seven years. You're hey, right. <laughs> Seven years later, it's like, "All right, man, I, I'm gonna listen to you for that's now." What, that's what you why you I'm the about. visionary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it,
2: it, the attention span seems to be getting shorter and shorter. So, um, yeah. Like
1: We're, I heard, I, our, I heard, our attention span now is is uh, shorter than a
0: goldfish. <laughs> I mean, mine's probably not that far off from that to begin with. Let alone with social media. It was it was tough as a kid to stay focused.
2: It, yeah, I mean, look, every <laughs> growing up, I had a lot of trouble in school i was constantly you know and suspended i was kicked out of school um they tried to put me on adderall and all this stuff whatever but um i i think that you know to on that while we're on that topic i think that you know it is important to kind of like declutter your mind every now and then when you can because there is so much coming in that you know it's important to just take that step back give yourself a breather recalibrate and then dive back into it love it to step back and, and analyze
1: yeah. yeah love it
0: you know one of the things that's happened recently along with you know the the kind of way that that markets have been shifting is i know that you've really made a big change in in your career and uh you know you just announced that you became uh, a big part in, in a major event company so why don't we kind of touch on that before we wrap everything up. Cause I mean, that's a huge, huge accomplishment for you being, you know, named to this new position that you're in.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. So I left lifestyle, which is the company that had owned, you know, that had acquired life and color from us years ago. Um, and I took just, you know, took some time off, obviously, you know, also around that time, I, um, with my partners at space, we had sold the majority stake to live nation and insomniac. So really I was like huge pickup there. Yeah, it was, it was well-timed, but, um, it was really just like, a a great time for me to just breathe. You know, I'd been going so hard for literally 10 years that I just was like, you know what? I need, I need some time. Like I need to just relax and figure out what I want to do. And I didn't know what exactly what it was. But um, I, I I really enjoyed through through owning space. Like I really love the concept of venue. So uh, a mentor, a friend of mine, we started you know talking. This guy Jacob uh, Smid that um, I'm now you know working with. But just started talking to him about some stuff. Like you know I want thinking about buying a venue and or a couple of venues and this festival, that idea. Just so um that idea turned into you know a business plan and some more concrete stuff and uh he was like look you know like I I think these are really great ideas uh I want to introduce you to somebody a guy by the name of Matt Gibbons which is the company's named after him MRG Live and MRG Live is the they're basically the largest independent concert promoter in Canada they own a bunch of venues and do some festivals and things like that so he said, I want to introduce you to Matt. So they flew down here to Miami. Um, we, we had a great time. I went to, uh, flew up to Toronto and met their, some of their, their, their team. And yeah, we basically decided that we wanted to form a you know a relationship. So um, we announced it, what was it, about a month ago. Uh, but basically with my, my company, my brand, Blank Canvas, um, we're going to form a, a partnership there. So I'm going to help them, you know, with the electronic music in, in Canada throughout their venues. And then on the flip side of that, they're now expanding into the United States. So I'm going to lead their expansion in the southeast. So uh, we're going to start in Florida and looking at a couple other markets too. But, um, yeah, it's it's pretty exciting. It's what I love to do. So we're going to be, you know, launching some new projects, festivals, festivals. Um, not just related to music as well, but some, some different experiences. And then we're also looking at, um, restoring, renovating, managing venues as well. So we're looking at that all, all over the state. Congrats first of all on that. And, Thank you. Um, yeah, of course,
1: um, big, big, big stuff right there. And, um, just, just, to kind of want to know what, what's your timetable look like for getting some of these events going, like what what do you guys have planned out, if you can say out, I, I don't know, but what are, what is that looking for going down in the future?
2: Yeah, a lot of it I can't really talk about, um, but you know, I I'm hoping that we can get back to some stuff in March, March okay. of next year. I mean, for example, Music Week, you know, I'll do close to twenty events that wow. week, all epic. Um, I
1: definitely gotta go. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I told I told him I said once this podcast blows up, like uh, I'm taking yeah, you to I fucking know. space. We're going nuts. <laughs> right. yeah. I, I, when we I open, haven't haven't done anything yeah. that
1: crazy, yeah. in like a, at least a little bit over well a year and a half, because with my little one, it's it's been been tough with my little. Uh, How old, you have a job? yeah a little baby? She's uh 17 months. So Aye. imagine we we've been That's uh, awesome, man. appreciate it, man. I'm about
2: to be a girl dad too. I have a my wife's uh, 20 weeks pregnant. Oh,
1: congrats, man! I'm gonna tell you, it's life changing. Yeah. If I'm I've just going to sit over here in the corner and just <laughs> 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 it's really lit some tremendous fire under my ass. And yeah. I've got to say like, you know, not for anything, you not, not wishing that, you know, any of this has ever happened with the cold COVID, but I got to say, this has probably been the best growth experience and the biggest um, growth I've seen in my business and myself during this time. And as well, been able to get amazing moments that i've been able to cherish with my little one yeah. through her main growth developments as a baby it's amazing. seeing her walk and start and the and seeing little words and yeah. you know just seeing these mannerisms and and it's amazing that you know i was able to get that time at the same time you know not have to worry about you know finances and all that stuff and still enjoy her yeah. and have that time with her it, it was it's like a uh, how do i put it a blessing in disguise yeah, absolutely so you know she it's she amazing. makes
0: she makes a couple features on our podcast you can hear in the background and in, in the original audio audio
1: back in the when the first when the when COVID first hit, you can hear in the back babbling a few few stuffers, little screams in the back. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. So congrats again, man, on both on both the your the business and the baby.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah, when we will uh when we get back to it, you guys are more than welcome to yeah, we'll definitely I appreciate. We'll that. definitely
0: come through. I mean, you know, I I'm always there. I'm always yeah. There.
2: <laughs> <laughs> for, for Music Week, that's a crazy week because on top of the club, which you know at this point I don't really have a, a, a lot to do with the club, right? I still right. still own my shares and obviously super connected to to the the venue itself and the people and love everyone there. But I'm not there like operating the place. But that week I have other events that I do, um, some pool parties, warehouse parties, but. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm hoping March, you know, 2021 is when we can get back to it. But I got to be honest, even that's starting to look really doubtful. Yeah. So Yeah. Well, we'll let's see.
0: hope so because, you know, I got, I'm starting to get that itch again, man. Yeah, we all are. <laughs> yeah. We all are. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially yeah. living down here, you know, it's like ingrained into your lifestyle. I uh, you know. Yeah. Now it's like, you know, you... You bust your ass for three months. I finally go out of. I can go hard as fuck, and then I can like get, get right back to work. And now it's like shit. I just need to like keep working hard. Like yeah, you know, I don't. <laughs> I need to find some new releases. Like meditate more or something. Yeah, yeah. I think
2: uh, there's a lot of the word that everyone's using is pent up demand, but I think everyone's definitely ready to to let loose a little bit. So hopefully that I agree. Hopefully that'll happen. It sounds like there's some good. Um, some, some front runners for vaccines and things like that. And yeah. I, I think that, you know, I, there's a lot of really smart people that really care um, that are working on this. So I we, we said the word manifest earlier, but I say it all the time. I'm like, I tell my wife, I'm like, all right, come November, there's going to be a vaccine. We're good. Like that's happening, right? Um, and it's going to change the whole energy of, of the world, and we're never gonna look back. So I'm sticking to that. I hope that's the case. Um, yeah, same here. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, I will tell you, I'm not gonna be the first one getting the vaccine. I'm gonna let, let a few yeah. people get it first, yeah. see what yeah. happens. Yeah. <laughs> same. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: but they've been they've been showing you know some pretty positive uh, results. Yeah. With, with some of the trials, with some of the human trials, so you know we'll see, man. A uh, uh, lot's up in the air, but it sounds like you have you know. A lot of amazing stuff going on, you know, with you and and your wife, you know, uh, having a baby soon and and the new position with your job. I know, you know, you're going to really grab it by the reins and and take, you know, full hold and and do everything you can. I mean, your track record speaks for itself with with everything you've done, you know, U.S. wide and and especially here in Miami. You know, I know uh, everyone that I know that knows you, you know, really respects you. I really respect you appreciate um that. yeah same here you know it, it's this city is not not a city that you find a lot of humble people in you know yeah. so so when you when you meet a very genuine humble person you know you got to you got to make sure that you know you bring them in and and you know you hear their story and you learn from them and and you help them out whenever you can so you know in the future when when you have events and stuff we would love to you know we'd love to have you back on and you know Promote all of that stuff. If there's anything that we can ever do for you, please definitely. Please yeah. let us know.
2: Likewise, yeah, and it. I it was funny running into you yesterday at the, at the house. You'll have yeah. to I, I got to get a, another workout session in with you. I you're, I know you're like the king of mobility. So yeah, let's do it. That's right. I, f- right. I follow. I have definitely. You know, this man will make you feel good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I. You I, hear that, ladies? <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh no, but it's. I mean the 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 workout aspect is something that. Um, like I'm, I'm learning from you as well through your, through your socials. I appreciate that. You know, seeing that and like the sweat check, I thought was really cool. Yeah. That's all him right there. Is that you? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. That's all him. (laughs) No, but you know, like 11 o'clock in the morning. I mean, I get up super early, but 11 AM and it's like, man, I'm struggling to work out today and I'll see you guys post stuff and it gets me motivated. Like, all right, let's go. Let's make this a habit. (laughs) It's go time. So it's go time. So I, 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 I appreciate that as well.
0: I know he has one more final question before he yeah, uh, before he asks it. You know, why don't you tell people where? I know you said that you're not really huge on social media, but where can they find you? Uh, where can they you know stay up to date on the stuff that you guys are going to be doing with with all the promotional work?
2: Yeah, so I'm on Instagram is what I use the most. It's just Eric Fuller. Um, I have Twitter. It's at Um I don't really use that often. Oh, you kept the original name. Yeah, yeah, love it. Yeah, I did. Um, I was lucky enough to get the handle at eric fuller on instagram but i that took me like two years to get that i bet i literally like found the kid that had it and just worked out a deal with him he actually loved like electronic music so i gave him tickets to this festival got him backstage oh great gave him like a few hundred bucks anyway not that it matters, but
1: you can find me there. I almost got mine. Almost. This one guy had his account inactive. Anthony Mendez reached out to him a few times. Finally reached out and he's like, yeah, dude, I, I really don't use it. And then he's like, it's going to be this much. At the time, I was just like, uh, you know, this was like four years ago. Uh, he was like, it's like 1500 bucks." Oh, wow. $2,000. Um, first, it was 1500 And then I was like, oh, uh, can we do it for, I was even willing to pay him. a thousand because i was thinking the future yeah you know and then he's like um you know thinking about it it's gonna be two thousand dollars and i was like you know and then i was just like i don't have that kind of money right now but then now I think it, I'm like, shit, you know, I would have paid those $2,000. If I had them. Yeah, you know, now, know, that know, now, now that he knows now that he knows who you are now, but, you're fucked. he's like, f- all right, 10 G's. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny because now he's active. He actually follows me. He's like, bro, I love all your stuff. <laughs> yeah. he, he engages well, with me all the Anthony, time. Anthony, If you're listening
2: <laughs> out there, let's let's make a deal, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'll throw in some tickets to yeah, well, there we go. I'll bring you on shows. the podcast. Yeah, but you could you can find me there on on um on those socials. And then my company is uh, Blank Canvas Presents and the the entity that we just partnered with and that I'm going to be leading the, the expansion in the U.S. is MRG Live. So we actually we haven't put out the North American socials yet, but I'll, we'll, I'll post about that eventually. So,
0: yeah, we'll help. So we'll help can, uh, promote it and share well that sure.
2: for sure. Cool.
1: So I'm going to ask you uh, two questions, if you don't mind. Yeah, go ahead. All right. First question. What's the craziest and wild wildest shit you've ever seen at one of your events?
0: it's all right it's gonna be on youtube so it's x-rated you're fine
2: um man i've seen a lot a lot (laughs) a lot um it's probably not the craziest but it's definitely one of the coolest slash craziest we did so our first time in new york city we did um we did webster hall which epic venue yeah it's a it's a notoriously, you know, popular venue. It's been in New York forever. But anyway, we it was our first time in New York and we sold it out. And um it the party was so it was so in such demand that the police came and actually shut the party down. We had kids lined up all over the street. Like I I remember I was upstairs at the event and, you know, I'm hearing over the radio like we're having issues at the door, rack capacity. And I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna go downstairs and check it out. So I go down there and you know, I, I walk out of the front door to look at the street and all the way up the block, like for two blocks, there's just kids covered, like dressed in all white, ready to go. I mean, there was two thousand kids inside, probably another, I don't know, a few thousand outside. Um, so that was that to me was a pretty like I really remember that moment. I actually couldn't get back in the venue. <laughs> oh shit. Sure. Couldn't get back into your own place. Yeah, I couldn't get back into the party. Um, that's pretty crazy. They had cops there and they shut it. And to this day there's only been us and Kanye West that shut down Webster Hall. So I think that's Dude. That's, that's just, pretty cool.
0: Yeah. That's That's, epic. that's a great yeah. great company right there.
1: That's epic. I'm glad to ask
2: you that question. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> yeah. There's definitely some other crazier stories, but I'm not going to go into that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. We'll leave it at that. Yeah.
1: yeah. So last one. Um, I know you talked about a lot about, um, you know, taking a step back and analyzing what's another biggest piece of advice you can leave off. You can leave here today for all our listeners.
2: Um,
0: uh, business or life or just something. in general,
1: anything you want, any biggest piece of advice,
0: like something that's resonated with you, yeah. you know, that that you remind yourself of, you know, daily or, you know, weekly that keeps you going.
2: Um, and I, I have like a, a a motto in my life, and it's I actually tattooed it on my rib because it was so important. It's and I always say, not without labor. So I think that you know, just remind everybody that things take work and they take labor, and you shouldn't be afraid of that. Um, I, yeah, I think that would probably be my like my takeaway for for everybody is just you have something if you want something whether it's you know a beautiful girl sitting across at the bar like go go approach her hell yeah go yep. be a gentleman about it but go after it if it's a business work work your butt off if the, the world will reward you if you put in the work and take the risk um, and then the, the last thing that I, I've been thinking about a lot um, is just have compassion for people uh, especially in the world we live in today, um, you don't know where somebody's been or where they're from or what their situation's been like, so don't don't be so quick to judge people. Um, no matter their political affiliation or their the color of their skin or their religion or whatever it is, I think it's really important that uh, we all remember that at the end of the day, we're we're all on this planet together. We're human beings, and we all have. You know our our story and background. So just have compassion for people and just be a good person.
1: Guys, so, you heard it. Get to work. Work hard. Get your hands
0: dirty. Get your hands dirty and have compassion. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for coming um, on, man. We really yeah, appreciate, it. appreciate you guys. Man. It's awesome.
2: Yeah. Thanks, brother. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to Sweat It Out with Anthony Mendez and Josh Evans. Enjoyed this episode? Make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review.